Alhamdulillahi wa kafan Wa salamun ala ibadihi al-ladheen astafa amma ba'an Fa'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajeemi Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Wa ma arsalnaka illa rahmatan lil-alameen Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma salli ala seedina Muhammad وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم tonight is the 29th night of ramadan the last of the five odd nights of ramadan the last possible night this year it might be laylatul qadr khair min alf shahr Laylatul Qadr, the night of power. But what was the greatest manifestation of Allah Ta'ala's power and beauty? That Allah Subhanahu Wa who created the whole world and designed the world and universe according to His Sha'an, according to His majesty, His splendor, His wonder. And then Allah Ta'ala placed one particular force and feeling in this world, a particular power which is the power of attraction. And the most powerful force of attraction is called Mahabba, love. Love has the greatest pull, the greatest attraction, the greatest power than any other created force and power in the universe. And Allah Ta'ala created this attraction in the physical world. You will find attraction between magnetic objects, between magnet and steel, magnetic attraction, electromagnetic attraction, that Allah Ta'ala placed an attraction in the light that it reflects different colors off a person. That Allah Ta'ala put an attraction between the hearts of creation. That Allah Ta'ala put an attraction between the hearts of insan. And the greatest power of attraction between the hearts of insan, humans, is called mahabba, is called love. Now when Allah Ta'ala endowed this greatest of his creation, insan, with this power of love and attraction called love, that Allah Ta'ala had to send to them a mahboob. Allah Ta'ala had to send to them that wonderful being, the greatest of the great, the greatest human being, the greatest anbiya, the greatest of the mursaleen, to attract all of that love and the name of that being is Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Mahboobullah, mahboob insan, Mahabub Malaika, Mahabub Kul, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The greatest beloved Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. How did he endow Sayyidina Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, with that Mahabubiya? So he bestowed upon him one of his sifat, a sifat, an aspect of that sifat. What? وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكِ إِلَّا Rahma. So that Allah who is Ar-Rahman, Allah who is Ar-Rahim, He sent Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam rahmatan, as a rahmah, as a mercy, lil'alameen to all of the worlds. So that Allah Ta'ala has defined Himself in Quran as Rabbul Alameen, 
Rabbul Alameen, he is the Rabb of the Alameen. What does Rabb mean? He is the caretaker, upbringer, nurser. So how did he do the Rububiyyah, the Tarbiyyah? What was his gift to these Alameen? وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ He sent Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi sallam in his mercy and beauty, with his beautiful sunnah, his beautiful seerah, his perfect uswa, as a rahmah, as a mercy to all the worlds. Hmm? And then after he sent, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةِ الْعَالَمِينَ Then he said, Alhamdulillah رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ So if you combine these verses, all praise to that Allah who is Rabb of Alameen, all praise to that Allah who sent Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a rahmah to the Alameen. This made Allah Ta'ala praiseworthy. The sending of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is that single most praiseworthy act of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, we praise Allah Ta'ala for everything about Him. We praise Allah Ta'ala for creating us. We praise Allah Ta'ala for creating angels. We praise Allah Ta'ala for everything. But the most praiseworthy act of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is His sending of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a mercy unto the worlds. Hmm? Now before we continue, we must explain one thing. Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an, وَرَفَعْنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَكَ that, O oh, my beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we have exalted your remembrance. But everything must first be put in perspective. So one of my dear beloved teachers, Hazrat Malana Manzoor Ahmed Chanyoti Ramtale, Hazrat Malana Manzoor Ahmed Chanyoti Ramtale, he used to say, and I'll explain to you in Urdu first, he used to put it very perfectly, Allah, Allah, Nabi, Nabi, Banda, Banda. Hmm? That Allah is uniquely Allah. Allah Ta'ala has the unparalleled maqam and unparalleled rank in status and stature. Below that is Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and below Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is all the rest of insan. So sometimes people make one of two mistakes. One mistake is they try to raise Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam even beyond his status as a Nabi and slightly lift him up near the status of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, committing some type of shirk, believing he is, has knowledge, complete knowledge of unseen, and such other such things. But others also make a mistake. Then in order to react against that, in order to correct that, they try to lower Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi sallam. Or you cannot lower him one notch. You cannot lower him one rank. You cannot bring him down at all to the level of ordinary humanity. So he explains simply in Urdu that Allah, Allah, Nabi, Nabi, Banda, Banda. Allah is Allah, the Nabi is the Nabi, and Abd, Abd, Insan is Insan. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So we must remember that so we don't get misguided. Otherwise, it's a disgrace to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And many times, some of us, we spend so much effort in making sure that nobody raises Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to a level of divinity, but we must also be equally careful that nobody lowers Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to ordinary mortality. Because he's very unique and he's special. And when Allah subhanahu wa sent Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam into the world, he sent him as the greatest of all creation. All creation. And number one of all creation and greatest of all humanity, greatest of all of the anbiya. So what does that mean? 
So the greatest force was the power of attraction and love. So Allah Ta'ala gave Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the most belovedness. His sunnah is the most attractive. His seerah is the most attractive. His manners, his dress, the way he walked, the way he talked, his speech, his feeling, his character is the single most attractive, the single most beloved thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ever made. Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? Then when Allah Ta'ala unveiled the nur of Nabuwa in the heart of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he was 40 years old, so that nur had been placed already by Allah Ta'ala, but this is called Zuhur in Nabuwa. He made it manifest. He revealed it. He revealed it. Then there had to be, now when the force, attractive force was revealed, so that Allah Ta'ala had to create a set of people who would be attracted to that. And those people that are called Sahaba Ikram radiallahu ta'ala anna majma'in. So Allah Ta'ala created the perfect magnet and then He created the perfect steel to be attracted to that magnet. That is the Sahaba Ikram radiallahu ta'ala anna majma'in. So for the love story to be complete, there cannot just be a great beloved, but there must also be some great lovers. Allahu Akbar. So for Allah Ta'ala to unfold this love story so that the whole Ummah, a whole Ummah, whole Insan, a whole Insan, all of Makhluk could see, have a model, what does it mean to love Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Ta'ala created Jama'at of Ushak, a group of lovers. Their name is Sahaba Akram radiallahu ta'ala anhum ajma'een. Hmm? And they became attracted to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Magnetic attraction, irresistible attraction, loyal attraction, loving attraction, unending, limitless attraction and love Sahaba had for Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu And this power, this force of love and attraction, this is the force that spreads the deen. Now all Sahaba were entirely attracted. All Sahaba completely loved Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi and then it continued. This is the true meaning of silsila. Silsila. So this sequence, this chain continued. So what does it mean? That if any tabin wanted to be of Siddiqeen, so they would have to have that love for Sahaba Ikram. They would be attracted to Sahaba Ikram. But understand, not every one of the tabin was from Siddiqeen and Salihin. Every Sahaba is from Siddiqeen and Salihin, but not every one of the Tabin is from Siddiqeen and Salihin. But a large number were like that. So a large number were like that. Like what? They were deeply attracted to the Sahaba of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Why? Why? So just like we told you the other day, if somebody brings a cloth and it's ordinary and you take it and gives it to you as a gift, you may just put it aside, but if he tells you it came from Medina Manorah, so then you get happy, you clasp it to your chest, you say, oh the winds of Medina, the breeze of Medina touched this cloth, so I'm happy to clasp it to my chest. So just like that, the Tabin who had the force of attraction, they love Sahaba, because they would think that I'm gazing at that face, that Sahabi, that gazed at my Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Or I'm gazing at that face, my Sahabi, upon whom gazed my Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So they plugged into that force of attraction. This is called Silsala. This is called Silsala. Hmm? That who, how did the Tabin feel about Sahaba? That, oh, you are that person who saw Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this is all Muhaddithin. They say, who is the Sahabi? The one who in the condition of Iman simply glimpsed, 
simply gaze at Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, at first glance he becomes Sahaba. What happened in that first glance? A nur. What happened in that first glance? An attraction. What happened in that first glance? A love and muhabbah. This is the beginning of deen. This is the transference of deen. This is the way the deen is taught. This is the nisbat of sahaba ikram. Because of the sahaba from suhba. Sahaba from suhba. From their company and companionship. Company and companionship with Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So our deen is a deen of suhba. Our deen is a deen of company and companionship. And our deen is one of silsilatul suhba, of a link and chain of keeping in company and being companion with someone. So top sahaba were in the company and companion of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When that generation passed, the tabin were the company and companion of sahaba ikram. Then when all the sahaba passed away, then nobody could become a tabi. So there was no companion left. So people wanted, I couldn't gaze upon Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And now I cannot gaze upon a companion who gazed upon him. So let me then gaze upon a tabi who gazed upon a companion who gazed upon him. Sulsala. Hmm? So the siddiqeen of the tabai tabin, the salihin, the true virtuous believers of tabai tabin, who did they fell in love with? Who did they fall in love with? Who were they attracted to? Tabin. They were attracted to which Tabin? Those Tabin that had been attracted to Sahaba. And all Sahaba were attracted to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now you see the concept of Silsala? Hmm? So what does it mean? Oh you, you saw the friend of my beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? You, you saw the companion of my beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Oh I'm attracted to you. Oh I'm in love with you. Oh, let me just catch a glimpse of you. Let me gaze at you the way you gazed at that companion and the way he gazed at my beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yes, but in every generation there are less people like that. Less people who can feel that force and attraction. So every generation it gets diluted. It gets diluted but it doesn't stop. It keeps going all the way up till today. This is called silsila of tasawwuf. This is called silsila of nisbat. This is called silsila of suhba. It continues, this jazb, this attraction continues up till today. What does it mean? So somebody today says they're deeply in love, deeply attracted to shaykh. It's not the shaykh. They're deeply attracted to this nisbat, to this flow. They're attracted to the shaykh who is attracted to his shaykh, who is attracted to his shaykh, who is attracted to his shaykh, going all the way back to someone who is attracted to the tabai tabin, who is attracted to tabin, who is attracted to sahabia, who is attracted to Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu so this is a chain of love. It's a flow of magnetic attraction of muhabbah. That's what causes the attraction. So this is what's called nisbat, connection, nur and nisbat. This nur of nisbat. Allahu Akbar Kabira. And all though it's the reason. Because that attraction goes back to the epicenter. The epicenter is the qalb atar, the beautiful heart of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam which is still so beloved that people flock to Medina Manawara. Why? Because Nabi Kareem sallallahu is lying there. Why? Because his heart is still alive there. And the nur of his heart is alive and still has that magnetic and attractive force, still has that belovedness to it. 
So a person feels the love. They're on their way from Makkah Makkah to Medina Manoreh. They feel the love. They feel the attraction. They go into Masjid Nabi. They feel the love. They feel the attraction. Or they go all the way up to Rodha. Then they drown in that love and that attraction. Hmm? This is our deen. This is our deen. This is وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ So that means what? This is the flow of sunnah. This is why if the shaykh is separate from sunnah, divergent from sunnah, you will never feel attraction to them. They may also have a turban, they may also have a beard, they may also have this. They have all the apparatus, these other types. Hmm? But you won't feel that attraction towards them. Because the attraction is on the nur of the sunnah. And that nur is coming down in a column from heart of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to heart of Sahabi, to heart of Tabi, to heart of Tabai Tabi, all the way down in a chain of transmission of hearts. That's what makes a person attractive. This is Rahma wa ma arsalnaka illa rahmatul alameen. And the Rahma of Allah Ta'ala is never fading. It is unfading, it is everlasting. So the Rahma aspect of the Nur, of the Nubuat of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam doesn't fade, keeps lasting. Hmm? So this is the reason why we love our Mashaykh. This is the reason why we search our Mashaykh. I can recall when I met my own Hazrat Dhamra Khatum Ali in 1994 in America. This is what I saw. Hmm? At first glance, they call it love at first sight. At first glance, at first glimpse, this is what I saw. That Ya Allah, I could never see Rasulullah I could never see Sahaba, I could never see Tabin, I could never see Tabai Tabin. But I'm catching a glimpse of that reflection, that refraction, the nur of the sunnah of Nabi Kareem hmm? This is why people love their mashaykh. So the shaykh is transmitting sunnah when the shaykh is according to sunnah. Hmm? Allahu Akbar Kabira. So this is a true, real attraction. And this attraction keeps us on track. This attraction keeps us on track. Once a person gets in that chain, once a person is in that column of nur, then the attraction to sunnah remains firm. The grip on sunnah becomes firm and it prevents a person from going astray. This is why we attach our hearts to our Mashaif. Because you can imagine it's the rope of sunnah. It's the spiritual rope of sunnah that a person is attaching themselves to. And this is the word that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has then used in Quran, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْآلَمِينَ So this attraction, this feeling of love, this word in love in Arabic is called mahabba, hub and mahabba. And there's another word in Arabic for love that's called ishq. The word ishq is not found in Quran. In one narration in Hadith you can find the word ishq. Otherwise the word used in Quran is mahabba, hub, love. What's the difference between these two words? Mahabba means love and ishq means extremely intense love. Ishq means extremely intense love. So although we may not find that meaning, that word in Quran, but you find the meaning in Quran because when Allah Ta'ala said, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ أَشَدُّ حُمَّ لِلَّهِ So the ashad love, that's ishq. So it means the believers have ishq for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Have intensely extreme, extremely passionate love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. 
So that's why many times our Mashaikh used to use this word Ishq. Ishq Ilahi and Ishq Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But our Mashaikh considered it Adab. And even sometimes in early times there was even a legal ruling that the word Ishq can only be used for Allah Ta'ala and only used for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because the word Ishq refers to the height of love. That's why we may talk about muhabbat of shaykh, muhabbat of teacher, muhabbat of ustaz. We never use the term ishq of shaykh or ishq of ustaz. Ishq is reserved for Allah Ta'ala and for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because that is the most intense love and the most intense attraction. So then what does it mean, peskiyah, to purify the heart? It means to purify the heart so that the heart is capable of feeling this attraction and love for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to purify the heart so the heart can feel this attraction and love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Otherwise if the heart is soiled, the heart is sinning and the heart is attracted and attached to Ghayrullah, the heart is attracted, attracted and attached to Makhluk and creation or even worse, the heart is attracted and attached to Ghayr Mahram or to materialistic dunya, then you numb your ability of your heart to be attracted and attached to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his Sunnah and to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So Tazkiyah means what? No more attraction to dunya, no more attraction to money, no more attraction to glitz, glamour, fashion, no more attraction to material beauty, no more attraction to physical beauty of Ghayr Mahram, no more other attractions. Why? How did they go away? How and where did they go away? But they were all melted by the attraction to Allah Ta'ala and Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They were all displaced by that. They were sidelined by that. This is why this love for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is a cure is a cure for the false loves, is a cure for the haram loves. This is why we must increase in our love for Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu a love for his beauty, a love for his personality, and ultimately then have the intense and extreme love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Otherwise a person will fall into sin, will fall into some other type of attraction, other type of love. So this is why you find the mashayik of tasawwuf, Two of the major topics are love for Allah SWT and love for Rasulullah wasallam. These two emotions is what purifies and does tazkiyah of the heart. Hmm? Like Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, That indeed the haq, the reality came and that which was false fled. Indeed what is batil has been vanquished. So what is the haq feeling? The haq feeling is this love for Allah Ta'ala and love for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When it comes in the heart, then the unlawful feelings go away. So when people ask, now how can I rid myself of this love for her? How can I rid myself of love for him? How can I rid myself of love for fame and name? How can I rid myself of love for money and wealth? How can I rid myself of all of these other unlawful loves? You must bring the true love for Allah Ta'ala and the true love for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. All those other loves will flee. They will be displaced. They will be vanished. They will be vanquished. Allah Akbar Kabira. So the true emotions will come and then the false emotions will flee. But until the true emotions come, Unless they come, then the false emotions will stay. So then what happens? Yes, we pray salah, we fast, 
we have some attraction to Allah Ta'ala, some attraction to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but it's not complete, so then we also have some attraction to dunya and some attraction to sin. So why do we want to live a life like that? Hmm? Why do we want to have partners in our attraction? This is the type of shirk, shirki khafi. Why do we want to have partners and rivals for our love and our emotional attraction? No, that intense love and attraction should only be for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And if there's any ummah who should have gotten tazkiyah through this, if there is any ummah who could have found Allah Ta'ala and their Rabb through the love for their Prophet, it would have to be our ummah because our Prophet is Sayyid al-Awwaleen wal-Akhireen, Imam al-Anbiya wal-Mursaleen, Sayyidina Muhammad al-Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We are the ummah of love. Because our Prophet is the greatest beloved of Allah Ta'ala and our Prophet sallallahu is the greatest lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this feeling of love is a special thing in this ummah. That's what Allah Ta'ala said, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّهُمَّ لِلَّهِ And what is the meaning of love? What does it mean? The different ulama mashayikh have explained what is love? What happens when this attractive force is there? So Imam al-Ghazali, Imam al-Ghazali, he explained this concept of muhabba in a beautiful way. So he took another related word in Arabic, habba. So habba means seed, hubba means love. So he said these two are related to each other. Seed and love. How? He said that love begins as a seed. So where was the seed planted? Allah Ta'ala planted the seed himself. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala planted the seed of love in our heart himself. When did he plant it? In Yawm Alast. When he allowed our ruh to gaze upon him in all of his beauty. And then he asked us a question. It's in Quran. Alastu bi rabbikum. That am I not your Rabb? Am I not your Lord? Every ruh responded together, Qalu. Every ruh responded together, Bala. Ya Allah, we affirm. We testify, we attest to this, that indeed you and you are our Rabb. But that moment the seed of love was planted inside us. Now what happens with the seed? So if a seed needs water, a seed needs nutrients, and a seed needs light, sunlight. Seed needs water, nutrients means fertile soil, and it needs sunlight in order to grow. Then if the seed gets these three things, it grows from into a seedling, sapling, plant that eventually then shows its fruit and flowers. Hmm? It eventually then shows its fruits and flowers. Allah Akbar. But if you have a seed and you don't give it water and it doesn't get sunlight and it doesn't get the nutrients in the soil, it's not placed in fertile soil, then it will not be able to grow and it will not be able to display its fruit and flowers it will not be able to display its fruit and flowers. So what is the water, and what is the sunlight, and what is the soil with nutrients? The water is the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The water is the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The sunlight is the tawajju and suhba of shaykh. The sunlight is the tawajju and suhba of shaykh. And the soil, the soil and the nutrients, that is called the sharia. Soil and the nutrients is to live a life according to Sharia. So just like that, you see if there's a seed and it's not in soil, 
You can pour water on it. You can put sunlight on it. But if it's not in the soil, it won't be able to grow. So if there's a seed and they do the zikr of Allah Ta'ala and they spend sohbah with shaykh and they get the tawajjuh and du'a of shaykh but they're not following sharia, they won't be able to grow. Allah Akbar Kabira. Then if there is a seed that is in the soil, has the nutrients, but doesn't have water, doesn't get sunlight, it won't be able to grow. Won't be able to grow. Hmm? So the sharia and sunnah is the soil nutrients for the seed. Zikr is the water for the seed. And the shaykh is the sunlight for the seed. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hmm? So if somebody doesn't follow sharia, they're like a barren land. Land without nutrients. What we call Banjar Zameen in Urdu. Infertile land. Infertile land. No seed can grow there. Hmm? Allahu Akbar. So is it as if they've sown the seed of the iman in a barren land? What does it mean? Their lifestyle, their actions are full of sin. Their habits, their practices are distant from sunnah. They have departed and diverged from the sharia, the wish of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they're like in barren land, infertile land. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So then, also a lot of water. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ ذِكْرًا كَثِيرًا Or you need a lot of water. ذِكْرًا كَثِيرًا A lot of water. A lot of water. Then you need sunlight. Look at Quran. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتُّكُوا اللَّهَ وَكُونُوا مَعَ الصَّادِكِينَ To اذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ ذِكْرًا كَثِيرًا The water. كُونُوا مَعَ الصَّادِكِينَ is the sunlight. كُونُوا مَعَ الصَّادِكِينَ means be with those who are true. Be in the company and companionship. Be in the suhbah of those who truly love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The nur of the love for Allah in their hearts will come into your heart. The nur of the love for Rasulullah sallallahu in their heart will come into your heart. Kunu ma sadiqin. And the sharia, the soil, madaru zahiru ismi wa batina. That you must leave all outward sin, you must leave all inward sin. Three verses from Quran. Three ingredients. Three ingredients for that seed to grow and to sprout. What is the fruit and flowers? The flowers and fruits are a'mal salih and ahwal kifiyat. A'mal salih, righteous acts, good deed, good character. Ahwal kifiyat, the feelings. Feelings of taqwa, shukr, sabr, tabakkul, rada, yakin, all the feelings that are mentioned in Quran. Actions and deeds and feelings. So this mahabba, it's very difficult to explain what this is. Because like any feeling, you only will really understand a feeling and emotion when you experience it yourself. You can't understand through description. You can only understand through experience so we give you an example. Let's take the example of a bad feeling. A bad feeling. So a bad feeling like hasad. So hasad means feeling of envy or jealousy. Now let's imagine that mashallah there's a good person, nice person, sweet person, who has good adab, good akhlaq, so they've never felt hasad in their life for anyone. So you try to explain to them. They say, what is this envy? So you explain, oh, envy means you're not happy that that person got something. He says, I don't understand. Envy means that you're really burning inside. He goes, burning inside? They say, envy means you're burning inside. You're upset. 
You wish Allah never gave it to the person. You wish that the person would be deprived. You can keep describing it with words, but he won't fully understand that if for some reason, right, he ends up falling into sin, the day he feels the feeling of envy, oh, he'll understand. He'll say, so now I know what you meant by the burning. Huh? He'll understand. Once he experiences hasad, he experiences envy and jealousy, he'll understand what that is. So similarly, similarly like that is the emotion of love. What I'm talking about, what love? That deep, passionate love called ishq. Ishq. What is the feeling of ishq? Ishq is what the Sahaba had for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ishq is what Rasulullah sallallahu had for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is that feeling? You only understand if you experience it. We can describe it. We can talk about it. But you will only fully understand when you feel that feeling of ishq. Hmm? And this is the way of our mashayikh. Who are mashayikh? The mashayikh are the ones who have that ishq in their heart. So we sit with them and we learn from them so that we can also get that same feeling of intense love in our heart. So here, this is one way that Imam Ghazali had to explain love through the concept of seed. That another great wali of Allah Ta'ala, his name is Imam Junaid Baghdadi Ramtale. Imam Junaid Baghdadi Ramtale. He explained another way. He said, love means intikal sifat min al-mahbub il al-muhib. That the transference of qualities from the beloved to the lover, that's what takes place when there's true love, when there's ishq. So when there's ishq, when there's true love, so the qualities of the beloved are transferred to the lover. So love is a bridge between hearts. Love is a connection between hearts that transfers the attributes of the beloved to the lover. So the best example of this is Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq and Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, he was ashik. He had deep love for Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the sunnah attributes, the sunnah character, the sunnah feelings flowed from the heart of Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam into the heart of Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq. And ulama have written many examples of this. One example is when Sayyidina Rasulullah he first got the first revelation in the cave on Mount Hira. And then what happened? He was overwhelmed by the experience. So when he came down, he went straight to his beloved wife, Ummul Mu'mineen Sayyidina Khadija anha. And Zammiluni, Zammiluni, he said that you wrap me, enshroud me, cloak me. So what did she do? She comforted him, she wrapped him, she enshrouded him. And then she could see, so she gave him tasalli. She consoled him by saying what? She started counting, enumerating his qualities. Enumerating his qualities. That why are you worried? You are the one who mends the ties. You are the one who are truthful. You are the one who is trustworthy. So she started mentioning a whole list of his qualities and characteristics and feelings. To console him. To console him. Alright. Then what happened? Later on, after Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq Rantu had accepted Islam, in the early stage of Makkumakarama, the kuffar of Makkumakarama were very hostile. Were very hostile. Were very threatening. Were very oppressive. So then few Sahaba made this decision that they will make Hijra to Abyssinia. And Sayyidina Abu Bakr was especially being attacked because he was the dear companion of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he also made intention for some short temporary period, I will migrate to Abyssinia. So when he was on his way out, when he was on his way out, he met one of his 
friends, old friends, who was a non-believer, one of the mushrikeen, and he asked him, that, where are you going? So he told him, that look, that you people have made it impossible for me to live here in Makkah Mukarramah. So I'm leaving. I'm going to Abyssinia. So he said, no, 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 you are my friend. Come with me, come back. I will guarantee, this was a tribal thing, that I will take zamana, I will guarantee and make a pledge for your security and safety. I will announce that you are under my protection. Why? And then that mushrik, he mentioned all the same characteristics, almost exactly the same words that Umul Mu'mineen Sayyidah Khadija used for Nabi Karim Sallallahu Oh, you are the one who are true, you are the one who is trustworthy, you are the one who mend the ties. So Nabi Yaksim went back. Oh, Sayyidina Bukhisik went back with him. Allah Akbar. Same attributes, same attributes. Hmm? So the transference of qualities from the beloved to the lover. Transference of qualities from the beloved to the lover. Then it comes in the books of Sira that when Sayyidina Rasulullah migrated to Medina Manawra, so he had his one companion with him. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq And then after that long journey they arrived in Medina Manawra. Now what happened was that in Medina Manawra there were some people who had accepted Islam. They were Sahaba. They had gone to Makkah Makarama. They had met Nabi Karim Wasallam. They had invited the Prophet son that you come live with us. You leave this place. You leave this oppression. And you come live with us. Now when they had gone back to Medina Manawra, Yathrib it was called at the time, Medina Manawra, they began da'wah amongst the people, and more people entered Islam. But not all of them had yet seen the Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa So in a sense you could say, technically, they were tabi'in at this time, because they had only seen Sahaba. So they were really excited. That they, when they got the news that Nabi Karim has accepted invitation and he's migrating to Medina Manawra. So they were standing at the outskirts of Medina Manawra to stand and greet and meet and welcome their beloved Prophet and to gaze upon their beloved Nabi for the first time. So when these two figures appeared from the horizon, Sayyidina Rasulullah and Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq So these people didn't know. They didn't know who, who was Nabi and who was Siddiq. So one of them went and he greeted Sayyidina Abu Bakr. He greeted Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq. Now because Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq thought that okay, Nabi Yaqsim would be tired, let me meet them. So they started meeting and they started meeting. Then what happened was the sun had risen further and now it was bright sunlight and the sun was coming on them. So Sayyidina Bakr, he saw that, that the sun was coming on his beloved Mahbub so he quickly took his shawl and he put it over Nabi Akrim When he did that, the people realized that this is Nabi, this is teacher, this is student. This is Nabi, this is Sahabi. Hmm? So what does it mean? His inward character inward character, same like Nabi Akrim sallallahu His outward demeanor, outward nur, same like Nabi Akrim sallallahu In fact, the Prophet said, اِتَّكُوا فَرَاسَةُ الْمُؤْمِنِ فَإِنَّهُ يَنْذُرُوا بِالنُورِ اللَّهِ These were mu'mineen. They were believers. So they were perceiving with their farasat. So they could see the nur of sunnah in Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq anhu. So the transference of characteristics from the beloved to the lover. Transference of characteristics from the beloved to the lover. So this is the way Imam Junaid Baghdadi Ramtale, one of the greatest lovers of Allah Ta'ala and the Prophet himself, he described Mahabba like that. Then third way to understand Mahabba. Third way to understand what is love 
is that the lover and the beloved are inseparable. That the bond between them, connection between them, nisbet between them, bridge that comes between them is so strong that they're inseparable from each other. Inseparable from each other. Best example of this again, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, and Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet said this hadith and mentioned in the collection of Imam Tirmidhi. That were they ever to have been a Nabi after me, Lakana Umara, it would have been Umar. So the Mahdisin, they raised question that okay, if the Prophet is speaking purely, hypothetically, impossibly, that were they ever, but it's absolutely impossible, but were they ever to have been a Prophet after me, Lakana Umar, it would have been Sayyidina Umar. So Mahdisin, but the Prophet instead of saying it would have been Abu Bakr, because he is Abdul, he is the greatest of the Sahaba. So then the Arafin they answered. The Arafin they answered this question that actually Sayyidina Rasulullah loves Sayyidina Abu Bakr so much that they're inseparable. So Nabi Ba'di, if there was a Nabi after me, so he had to imagine that somebody not being with him. So he couldn't imagine Sayyidina Abu Bakr being Ba'di after him. So he said, Lakana Umara, it would have been Umar. Because Abu Bakr, he has to be my Siddiq. Allah Akbar, inseparable. This is the nature of love, inseparable. Inseparable. Hmm? So what does it mean? It means that they were inseparable in Makkah, Makarama, inseparable in Hijra, inseparable in Medina, inseparable in Fatih, Makkah. And if you go right now, anyone if you go to Medina, Manawra, and you go to Masjid Nabwi, you will see it right in front of your own eyes, inseparable. Hmm? Inseparable. Allahu Akbar. Hmm? Nabi right next to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa who is laid to rest right next Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq So then you can just imagine that that Allah Ta'ala who made them inseparable in this world, that Allah Ta'ala who kept them inseparable in Medina Manara, that Allah Ta'ala who kept them inseparable in Fatih Makkah, that Allah Ta'ala who keeps them inseparable at the Rosa, oh that Allah Ta'ala is going to make them inseparable in Jannatul Firdaus. Hmm? Why? Love. This is Mahabba. The love, the, the ishq, ishq, the Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq went to have for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Akbar Kabira. So what is it? What is it that we want? This is what we want? What do we want? This, what could be greater to aspire to than being inseparable from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Jannatul Firdaus forever? This is the greatest, greatest, there is no greater aspiration a person can have. That for all of eternity, to be in Jannatul Firdaus and to be inseparable with Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To be inseparable with Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So why then do we want to live a life in this world? in which we are separated. What does it mean? We are separated from the Sunnah. We are separated from the Sunnah. Like there is this word, one is called divorce, and one is called separation. So we're not divorced, Alhamdulillah, we still have Iman. We believe in Nabi Yaqadim Sallallahu So we're not divorced, but we're separated. This is our state. We're separated. What does it mean? We still believe, so we're not divorced, but we're separated. What does it mean? Every time you misdirect your gaze, you're separated from the sunnah. 
Every time you miss a salah, separated from the sunnah. Every time you act out of anger, separated from the sunnah. Every time you mistreat your wife, separated from the sunnah. Any time you lie, separated from the sunnah. Any sin you do, separated from the sunnah. Anyone you hurt, separated from the sunnah. So then, how many times have we separated ourselves from the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi sallam when in reality that sunnah should have been inseparable for us. That's attraction. To be attracted to something, that's muhabbat. This is the power Allah Ta'ala has put in this feeling and emotion of love. That to have so much love and so much attraction for the sunnah that you're inseparable. Like we mentioned to you the other night, Man ahabba sunnati hmm? Man ahabba Man ahabba sunnati faqad ahabbani Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa said that that person who loves my sunnah or oh, they have loved me wa man ahabbani ta'ana ma'ya fil jannah or oh, they'll be inseparable from me He who loves me will be inseparable from me Who loves me? He who loves my sunnah This is what Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa said so if we want this, this is what we want. Hmm? The only way we can have this, to be with the Prophet and never be separated from him in Akhirah, is if in this life we are with his sunnah and we are never separated from his sunnah. Is that simple? How will we get that? Ishq. Man ahambani, man ahamba sunnati, fakad ahambani. Love for the sunnah, it means love for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So the Sahaba Ikram, they were like that. They were lovers, inseparable from his sunnah, and therefore they were inseparable from him. Hmm? And another meaning, another meaning of love, is that when a person feels true love, then they have a goal. This we explained to you the other day when we talked about love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Same thing in love for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What? Every lover wants to be the beloved of their beloved. Har muhib apna mahabub ka khud mahabub bana chata hai. Har ashik apna mashuk ka khud mashuk bana chata hai. Every lover wants themselves to be the beloved of the one they love. They want to change. They don't just want to be lovers. It's not enough for them. The completion of their love lies in being loved back. The fulfillment of their love lies in being beloved to their beloved. Hmm? So again, this is the feeling Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq had before Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa He kept on falling in love with the Prophet more and more and more. And on the other hand, the Prophet kept loving him more and more and more until Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq was his greatest lover and until he became his greatest beloved. This was the fulfillment of love. This is the fulfillment of love. Hmm? So really, this is the greatest love in history. In humanity, the greatest love in the history of humanity is the love between Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq and Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How much, how much did he love? So much that once Sayyidina Rasulullah said that there are three things to me beloved in this world. What? One is that the salah is the coolness of my eyes, the delight of my heart. Second is a pious woman as a wife. And third is the ether sweet fragrance and fragrance scent. So Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq he immediately responded. Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I also love three things in this world. 
Number one, I love to gaze upon your face. Number two, I love that my money to be spent on you. And number three, that I love that my daughter is married to you. All three things had to do with Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If it was us, we would have gotten happy that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam said what? That I love pious wife. The Prophet said, I also love pious wife. Huh? Merely be rasta kulga. Huh? I love pious wife and then mentioned two other things on her own. Hmm? He was blinded to all other love at this point in his life. Huh? What other love? What, what love can you feel when you're blinded by the love for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam? What force is there that could attract you when you're attracted to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Allah hmm? This is how we're supposed to be. It's not just a story. This is a model. Sahaba are a model for us. This is how me and you are supposed to be. How could you be attracted by that mahram? How could you be attracted by that screen? How could you be attracted to those messages when you were supposed to be attracted to the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? What happened to us? What happened to us? Hmm? Then our own beloved Shaykh, Hadri Shaykh Zulfika Ahmed Nakshimandi Mujaddi Dambrakatum al-Aliyah. He gives another meaning of love. That the meaning of love is, I think this is what I just told you, the meaning of love is that love is limitless. True love knows no bounds. True love is ever and always increasing. So the Sahaba, they kept increasing in their love for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi kept increasing in his love for Allah Ta'ala. Believers are to keep increasing in their love for Allah Ta'ala that I mentioned to you two days ago. This is why Jannah is eternal. Because you keep falling in love more and more, deeper and deeper with Allah Ta'ala. Now understand another aspect of Jannah tonight. Jannah is that place where you will get to see Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Jannah is that place where you get to, inshaAllah, Allahumma adkhilna fil Jannah. Allah Ta'ala enter us in this Jannah for those You'll get to see Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa Your heart will get to feel that ishq, powerful attraction for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa Your heart will get to fall in love with Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa And you will keep on falling in love with him more and more and deeper and deeper for all of eternity. Allah Akbar Kabira. Yeh jo ishq hai, iska koi zarf nahi. Yeh ishq hai, iska koi bartan nahi. Hmm? This love for Allah Ta'ala, there is no, there is no container that can contain true love. Hmm? It, it, is, it overflows from every container. This flow of love is so endless that it overflows every container that you may try to put it in. The only container that could contain this love between mu'min and Allah and the only container that can contain the love between Ummati and Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the container of infinite eternal Jannah. Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? What a vision. Hmm? What a dream. <laughs> what an aspiration. What a future. It's something to live for. <laughs> this future is something to live for. Live your life for that future. Why do you live your life for this future in this world? 
Why do you live your life for this tomorrow, next year? What's going to happen? What will happen to my children after I die? Ya Rab, what will happen to your children after they die? This should be your concern. Hmm? What will happen to your children after you die? No, no, no. What will happen to your children after they die? What will happen to them on the day of judgment? This should be what you leave behind for your children. Hmm? We must live for the future called Akhirah. We must live for the future called Akhirah. Hmm? These people had this love. Hazrat Malana Rumnaftai had this love. Oh, he had to express his love in this huge, huge masterpiece called the Masnavi. Hmm? Not one poet, not one poem, not few poems. Volumes and volumes of poems. Hmm? Overflowing. Hmm? Love overflowing. Hmm? No container to contain his love. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Allahu Akbar Kabira. They were the truly walladheena amanu ashandu humballillah. They had that ishq and love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why they say in Persian, Urdu, poetry, poetic style, they would say that the ink has dried and the paper has run out, but this fable of love has still much more to say. Hmm? Oh, the story of love, this fable of love, has so much more to say. Hmm? So this deep love, ishq, is what we were supposed to feel for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and supposed to feel for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now the twisted nature, twisted nature of the modern world, is not only do they try to attract the hearts of the believers to ghair mehram and to dunya, they're trying to attract it at the level of ishq. They're trying to make the believer fall deeply in love with ghair mehram, fall deeply in love with dunya, such that you live your entire life for the sake of that ghair mehram, and you live your entire life for the sake of dunya. And Allah Ta'ala mentioned this phenomenon in the Qur'an, يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَهُبِّ اللَّهِ That they love them the way they were supposed to love Allah. Allah says people will do this. They'll be guilty. What was they supposed to do? كَهُبِّ اللَّهِ How much were they supposed to love Allah? وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَشَدُّهُمْ بِاللَّهِ They were supposed to have ishq from Allah Ta'ala. So they will have ishq. They will deeply love them. And this them can be many things. And on their rivals that they set up to Allah Ta'ala. They will love their dunya as much as they should have loved Allah. They will love their mahram the way they were supposed to love Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yearning, pining, missing. Hmm? Yearning, pining, missing. Huh? Remembering. Hmm? Visualizing. Hmm? Oh, Akbar. You were supposed to ponder over the husn of Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You may not visualize his exact face. But one ponders what that smile would have been, what those beautiful locks would have been, what the noor of that forehead would have been. Hmm? But no, no pining over that. Stuck in other type of beauty. Lost for other type of beauty. Hmm? <laughs> they love them like the love due to Allah. Can you imagine what a big shirt that is? That Allah is saying, not they're loving the way they were supposed to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They love those others. Hmm? So no, we must stay away from these things. But the only way to protect our heart from this 
is to have the intense love for Allah Ta'ala and the intense love of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in our heart. Hmm? So a few days ago we talked about the first type of love. Tonight we're talking about the second type of love. So the question, main question then for tonight is how can I get this ishq? How can I get this deep love for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? I want these feelings to be in my heart. I want ishq to be the description of my heart, the definition of my heart. I want ishq to be reality, the hakikat of my heart. This is why we have mashayikh. This is why you need Shaykh. Our Mashaikh are the guides of love. Our Mashaikh are the guides of feelings. They teach us how to fall back in love with the Prophet ﷺ and Allah Ta'ala after having made the mistake of falling in love with dunya, creation and ghair mahram. Hmm? So there's some reasons to love Nabi Kareem ﷺ. Like we mentioned to you two nights ago, reasons to love Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So the first reason and the greatest reason and the greatest feeling that you can inspire your heart with to love the Prophet ﷺ is that the Prophet ﷺ himself is Mahboobullah. He is beloved to Allah. So how can you not love that being who is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Hmm? How can you not love him who is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Now the more you're aware of that, the more you feel that, the more sensitive you are to his belovedness, the more you will acutely and strongly feel your own love for him. So Allah Ta'ala, all through Qur'an, Allah Ta'ala has expressed his love for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Like I told you, وَرَفَعْنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَكْ Allah Ta'ala says, we've exalted your remembrance. This is the love, this is an expression of love. Alam nashra laka sadrak, expression of your love. Allah Ta'ala lovingly calls the Prophet Sallallahu with different names. Yaseen, Taha, Muzammil, Mudathir. All of these are forms and expressions of love. Then when Allah Ta'ala wanted to take a pledge from the Prophets, so what Allah Ta'ala say, وَإِذَا أَخَذْنَا مِنَ النَّبِينَ مِثَاقُهُمْ That when we took from the Prophets their covenants, their pledges, so Allah Ta'ala mentions all of the Prophets together, Nabiyeen, and then says, وَمِنْكَ And from you, Prophet ﷺ, personal love, direct love, special love. Hmm? Then you can understand another way of this love. Allah Ta'ala loves the Prophet ﷺ so much. So we say in Urdu, جو تیرا ہے وہ میرا ہے جو تیرا ہے وہ میرا ہے جو تیرا نہیں وہ میرا نہیں Allahu Akbar. What does it mean? That who is yours, he is mine, and who is not yours, he is not mine. What does it mean? That whomsoever obeys the Prophet ﷺ, it is tantamount to obeying Allah. Like they say, it's just my way to understand. It's my way to understand. That's what Allah is saying. That listen to him as if it's do what he tells you as if I told you to do it. That's what Allah is saying in Quran. Do what he tells you to do as if I and consider it as coming from me. Hmm? So that's the love. That's the love Allah has for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Allah says another place in Quran. قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ That tell them, my beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ That if you claim that you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
If you claim that you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَاتَّبِعُونِي Tell them they have to follow you. They must do ittiba of your sunnah. They must do ittiba of your sunnah. There is no path to loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without following the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So then, if a person follows the sunnah, Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, يُحْبِبْكُمْ اللَّهِ Allah Ta'ala will love you. وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ And Allah Ta'ala will forgive you for all of your sins. Allah Ta'ala will forgive you for all of your sins. Hmm? So what does it mean? Just follow the sunnah. This is the power of sunnah. So a person can say, Ya Allah, I couldn't help myself. Follow sunnah, you will be forgiven. Ya Allah, I haven't yet made tawbah to you. Follow sunnah, you will be forgiven. Hmm? Ya Allah, I haven't gone through therapy for that. Follow the sunnah, you will be forgiven. Ya Allah, I haven't learned how to overcome that. Follow the sunnah, you will be forgiven. Allahu Akbar. فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ But even more important, that second was يَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Allah will forgive you for your sins. Even more than that, يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ Allah will love you. Hmm? Means Allah will love you first, He will forgive you for your sins second. Because the sunnah is so beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah ta'ala will see that sunnah, He will see that sin, He will see that sunnah, He will see that sin. First He will look at that sunnah and love you, second He will look at the sin and forgive you. يُحْمِمْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لُكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Allahu Akbar Kabeerah. Now you know why you follow sunnah? Why I told you at night, Masaih said, اِتِّبَعِ sunnah, كَسْرِ تَذِكْرِ سُحْبَةِ شَيْخِ Three things will do your tazkiyah. Hmm? You have the sunnah, Allah will look at that sunnah and love you, then look at that sin and forgive it. Hmm? So more sunnah, more sunnah, more sunnah, as much sunnah, every sunnah, no such thing as minor sunnah, every sunnah is major sunnah, something that gives you the love of Allah Ta'ala, can that be called minor? Something that gets you, yuhbibkum Allah, can that be called minor? Hmm? This is the Qurub of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Qurub of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the angels used to love Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The angel Jibreel, he loved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam more than anyone. Although he had sent wahi to the other prophets. He had met the other anbiya. But he had a special love for Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Akbar. Then, not just is Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mahboob of Allah Ta'ala or mahboob of the angels, he's also mahboob of Sahaba Ikram. Mahboob of Sahaba Ikram. What does that mean? That if you claim you love Sahaba, huh? you say, I love Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Uthman, Sayyidina Ali, Badiullah Ta'ala Anhum Ajma'in. So if you love them, then if you really love them, you will love the one they loved. If you really love them, you will love the one they loved. And this is also Sha'an and, and this special stature of Sahaba. This is one of the stature of the Sahaba that this is mentioned in the books as a fazilat, as a virtue of the Prophet that he's Mahbubullah, Mahbubu Malaika and Mahbubu Sahaba. Hmm? And he was the beloved of the Sahaba. Hmm? And it's a virtue of the Sahaba that they were beloved to him. Hmm? Mutually, mutually. Hmm? Allahu Akbar.
So the love that the Prophet ﷺ had for Sahaba should make us love Sahaba more. And the love that the Sahaba had for Nabi Kareem should make us love the Prophet ﷺ even more. And this is what you will find all throughout Hadith. You will see this love. You will see the love the Prophet ﷺ had for his Sahaba and you will see the love that they had for him. Hmm? Allahu Akbar. Two-way love. Two-way love. And again, we tell you that the best example of this is Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. When they were going on Hijrah, Nabi Kareem Sussan was walking and it was just the two of them. And it was a big thing because there were all these enemies searching for them, enemies trying to find them. To Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, you did something. Sometimes he would walk in front of the Prophet Sometimes he was walking behind the Prophet Sometimes he would walk to his right. Sometimes he would walk to his left. So Nabi Kareem said, Oh Abu Bakr, what are you doing? So he said that, Ya Rasulullah, sometimes I think they may attack us from the front, so I stand in front so I can defend you. Sometimes we round the corner this way, so I stand on my right so I can defend you. Sometimes we take a left turn, I go to my left so I can defend you. Sometimes I worry maybe they're coming from behind, so I stand on back so I can defend you. Hmm? Allah Akbar. Great Alam of Pakistan, Hazrat Sayyid Atala Shah Bukhari Ramtale. Hazrat Sayyid Atala Shah Bukhari Ramtale. When he described this event, he would say, Ye laktai ke ye koi shamai noor ki irgir pirai. It looked like, it looks like this is a moth mm, flying around the flame of the candle. Hmm? The attraction, the attraction of love that Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq had for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is also why when a person goes to Medina Manawra and may Allah Ta'ala take us there over and over again, the completion of your love for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam must include the expression of your love for Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. If Allah Ta'ala put him right there, you must not ignore this. And we've seen that some people, they make this mistake. They go there and they make salam to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but then they just go away without having said salam to Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Allah Akbar. So like in this world, if somebody comes and meet, you're sitting with you and your son, and they meet you and they ignore your son and walk away, what will you think? Hmm? If Shaykh and his Khalifa are sitting, and you meet the Shaykh and you ignore the Khalifa and walk away, huh? Akbar. So you go and you say salam to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and you cannot even spare a single salam for saying Abu Bakr Siddiq with Allah anhu. This is increasingly the case. Increasingly the case. No, you must feel the situation. You must feel the reality. It's part of loving Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that we love Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, all the Sahaba Ikram. All the Sahaba Ikram. So when a person goes to Medina Manawra, what are you supposed to do when you go to Medina Manawra? Because we were talking about how to get this ishq. So one way to increase in your love one was to follow the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Another thing that can help increase your love is if you go to Medina Manawra. You go to Masjid Nabi. You go for ziyarah. You go for salam at the roza. But here also we've noticed that people, they don't understand what to do. They don't know what to do. They haven't been trained what to do. Hmm? So our Mashaykh have taught us this. Our Shaykh has instilled us in these things. Number one, 
is that when you, before you go to say salam at the roza, you should try to give some sadaqa. You should try to give some sadaqa. You can give that well before, you can give it immediately before. You should try to give sadaqa. Second is you should make istighfar. You should recite istighfar because there's a verse in Quran where Allah Ta'ala, it's about sahaba that they would, when they would come to Jauka, when they would come to you, Nabi Akareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they would make istighfar. They would seek the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala and then Nabi Akareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would also then pray for their forgiveness. So although that ayah was initially and properly for sahaba, but one can still do this, make istighfar, because Allah Ta'ala, you wanted that we should seek your forgiveness before we go in the presence of Nabi Akareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So you should make istighfar. Then you should, should obviously be reciting abundant durur shif salawat. Hmm? You know the mistake we make is we go very unprepared. Let me tell you something. If there's somebody who wrote you a letter every single day, they wrote you a letter every single day, and after three years they're coming to meet you, how would you meet them? Hmm? And if there was somebody who wrote you a letter once, and then six months passed, and they wrote another letter, and three months passed, and then wrote another letter, and even that letter was crappily written, and hastily written, how would you meet them? To those people who lovingly, who lovingly, with feeling and love, recite salawat, drood shreef, on the Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa every day, when they go to the roza, it's a different experience. Different experience. That's why Mishayik, they teach us, Every single day, 100 times with love. This is part of the azkar of our sunsala that you should recite. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. Okay, let's say you're negligent. You say, what am I supposed to do? I didn't know this. My flight's in a week. Okay, you start your salawat now. Hmm? You start sending lots of messages now. Yes? Yes, it comes in hadith that Allah Ta'ala sends an angel who takes your durood shreef to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and delivers it by name. Means Nabi Kareem Sallam will know who sent me this durood. Allah Akbar. He knows. He knows. This is one thing that is established that he knows. Who sent him how much salawat? Hmm? So where is your name on that list? Hmm? Where is your name on that list? How high is your name on that list? How much have you sent on that list? In Masa, in the olden days, when it wasn't so easy to go, sometimes people, they knew it was a once-in-a-lifetime journey. And they would prepare in advance. And they think, okay, one, two years from now, oh, and they would recite so many salawat, so many, and on the way, and the camel on the journey, salawat, salawat, by the time they came to the Rosa, it was the climax of love. They had reached their pinnacle of love. Hmm? And today people, they go chatting in the bus, and chatting and talking and eating, and chatting and talking and eating. It's a world of what's happened to us. It's a world of a difference. And when they go, they just breeze by. Hmm? So this amal of Durud Shreef, salawat every day, you will understand when you go to Medina Manawra. You might not understand now, why did my Mishnah tell me to do this every day? Believe me, you do it every day, you will value this amal when you go to Medina Manawara, inshallah. And when you're there, so then find, okay, so you gave the sadaqah, you made istighfar, you made salawat, so when you're there, what are you supposed to do? 
So number one, you're supposed to say salam. Salam to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is the only place, the only place on earth, and the only time you can use the form of direct address means assalamu alaikum ya rasulullah. You can say it there. I'm just narrating in quotations. This is the only time and only place where you can use this form of direct address. And that makes sense also. It's supposed to be a special moment. You ask those people who like to say this, Ya, all the time, they're actually detracting from the special character of Medina Manawra. They're detracting from the special experience of being at the Rosa. Don't think that this experience is Aam, it's Khas. It's extremely special, unique, wondrous, amazing. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Can you imagine? Yeah, this is Rahmah. Yeah, who are we to say salam to him? Allah says, no, I want you to go and say salam to him. No other community has this. There is no other religion who can go to their prophet and say salam to him. Hmm? This is a gift from Allah Ta'ala to this ummah. This one thing itself even is enough for the haqqaniyah and haqq to establish the truth and veracity of deen of Islam on earth. Allah Akbar. Imagine. Hmm? So we must say salam. So yes, it's better to begin by saying salam in Arabic and there are different phrases mentioned. And then you could even afterwards say salam in your own language. Permissible. Permissible. You could say salam in your own language. As long as obviously there's nothing appropriate in the words that you offer and nothing appropriate in the tone that you use. Now after that, what do you do? After you say salam, what do you do? So the ulama and mashayikh sometimes they teach us things. And normally they don't teach these things so openly. But still we're going to tell you tonight. Hmm? So what the reality is, is that Sayyidina Rasulullah Hayat, he's alive in a certain sense in his resting place. And for us that means he can hear you when you address him. He hears your salam when you address him, how Allah Ta'ala makes him hear it. Is that simple? It's a simple answer. You don't need to go any further in the answer. Allah Ta'ala makes him hear the salam of the people who are there offering salam to him. Alright? So then what can you say to the Prophet Sallallahu So our Mashaikh say, one thing you can say then after salam is you should recite the kalimah. You should say, La ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wa ashadu annaka. And I testify that you, wa ashadu annaka Muhammadan abduhu wa rasulu, that you, Muhammad sallallahu are the slave of Allah and His Messenger. And you should feel in your heart, Ya Allah, if I had been alive at that time, I would have done anything and everything in my power. I would have crossed the oceans and the seas. I would have climbed mountains to come and meet Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa But Ya Rabbi, I wasn't alive in that time. You put me alive in this time. But Ya Rabbi Kareem, I've come and I'm reciting my kalima to him. Ya Allah, I ask that you bear witness to my kalima. Hmm? And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa will also hear that kalima. And that means Nabi Kareem Sassam will also be a witness to your having recited kalima on the Day of Judgment. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Who can, Islam Mashai can teach us this. Who taught us this? Hazrat Mulana Muhammad Ashraf Saad Saad Ramtale. Who is also Khalifa of our Sheikh Sheikh Hazrat Fazil Ghulam Habib Ramtale. Hmm? Do you say salam? Then you recite kalima. Hmm? 
ऐसे कहते ना क्योंकि शगिर्द अपने उस्ताद के सामने अपने सबक सुनाता है हाँ तो मती अपने कलमे वाला सबक अपने नबी को सुनाओ सुनना I am sorry for bringing so many sins into this Medina Manawara. Hmm? Allah Akbar Kabira? Hmm? Like the runaway boy comes back to his father. Hmm? Like the disobedient child standing in front of his father. Hmm? Allah Akbar Kabira? You see, Medina Manawara is unique. It's unique in that way. Let me explain to you. In Makkah Makarama, in that sense, There's nothing unique about Makkah Makaramah in that sense. What does it mean? Allah Ta'ala is always aware of you. It's not that you go in front of Kaaba and now you're in front of Allah Ta'ala. You're always in front of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. You understand? So there's no extra thing that happens that you're in front of Kaaba. Now Allah Ta'ala can see me. Now Allah Ta'ala can hear me. No. Allah Ta'ala can see and hear you all the time. But Medina Manawra. Now understand clearly, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu cannot see you. And he cannot hear you all the time. However, at that unique moment, when you are standing in front of the Rodha, then he can hear what you say. So this is an incredible moment. And actually, it's an awe-inspiring moment. We are unworthy to present ourselves. We are always presented to Allah Ta'ala. We are always presenting ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. Now, we are saying that we are always Allah Ta'ala in front of Allah ये नबी करीम सलम के सामने पेशी होती है जब बंदा रोजे पर जाता है काबा Put yourself in that laundry machine and keep putting yourself in it and make tawaf and say'i and tawaf and tawaf and make dua to Allah Ta'ala and tawaf that, Ya Rabbi, I'm about to go to Medina Manawar in a few days. Forgive my sins, Ya Rabbi. Purify me before I go. I'm, I'm your abd. I'm going to be going in front of your Nabi. Have mercy on me, Ya Rabbi. You love your Nabi, Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. If you let me go in front of him with my sins as they are, he will be saddened to see the state of his ummah. So, Ya Rabbi, out of your love for him, extinguish my sins in the barak of this tawaf. You should go to Makkah Makarama first. Go to Makkah Makarama first. These are the things we learn from the Shaykh. Hmm? Ordinary tour group can't teach you these things. Oh. Go to Makkah Makarama first and have thicker there. Keep making this dua. Keep making this dua. Keep making this dua. Hmm? Then you go to Medina Manawra. Then you go to Medina Manawra. Hmm? So you can say sorry to Nabi Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Recite kalamah to Nabi Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You can ask for shifat. It's not making dua. You can ask for something that a person is able to give. And Allah Ta'ala gave Nabi Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the right to intercede. You can ask, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, remember me on the day of judgment. Intercede for me on the day of judgment. 
give me water from the house that goes around the day of judgment. Hmm? Hmm? You must feel, it's about feeling. But who is going to be able to feel this? Hmm? Like I told you a few nights ago, that person who recites du'a after adhan, five times a day, that person who five times a day for years is making du'a, that Ya Rab grant my beloved Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Maqam Mahmuda. That person will feel like saying this. And that person who ever makes du'a after adhan, can then even make du'a after adhan, that Nabi Kareem Sallallahu has gifted that maqam from which then he will rise and then do a shafaat. So he won't feel like saying this when he goes. Hmm? You have to be well prepared. <laughs> this love for Rasulullah is a wonderful thing, but to get it, you must have some feelings. Hmm? It's rahe ishq. It's rahe ishq ki kuch adab asloob To get on this path of love, there's some, there's some ways and manners and etiquettes of this love. It's not going to come just like that. Yes, I also love Prophet ﷺ. What do you mean you love him? Do you recite the Shreef? Do you make du'a after Azan every time for him? What do you mean you love him? Do you follow his sunnah? This is just empty slogans. Our deen is not a deen of empty slogans. Our deen is a deen of true feelings and real actions. Allah hmm? Akbar. So you get that, you ask for that shifat. And this is yet another reason to love Nabi Akrim wasallam. This is yet another reason to love Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa Can you imagine on that day of judgment, who gets the shafat? The Apostle Sallam mentioned, the Ahl Kabair, the ones who did serious sin, major sin. So what does it mean? So there's a person standing there on the day of judgment and they have brought enormous, tremendous sins to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they're sweating, they're sweating, they're perspiring, reflecting over their sin, that now coming, my time is coming soon, my turn is coming soon, the mizab is standing there. And then their deeds are weighed, and the sins are heavier. Shafat won't need to be done for those who pass this stage. So their sins are heavier, their good deeds are lighter. Now they don't know what to do. They're staring at their mizan, they're staring at the scales. And then from afar comes Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that, oh my ummati is in trouble at the scales. Hmm? My ummati is having trouble at the scales. His sins are more weighty than his good deeds. So I will make shafat, I will intercede with Allah for him. Hmm? Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? So for a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa wants to do that for you, you can't recite Durud Shreef. You can't follow his sunnah. You can't follow the sunnah of that Nabi whose shafat you want. Hmm? What understanding of deen is that? Hmm? What type of life is that? Doesn't make any sense. And then can you imagine the other person? Can you imagine the next person? Next person he goes. Next person he goes. Same thing happens to him. His sins are heavier. And his deeds are less. And he looks back, but Nabi Akrim does not come and do shafaat for him. Because Sayyidina Sallam will not do it for everybody. Now, Allah knows best who those will be. But our best estimation is this, those who had love for his sunnah and had love for him, they are the ones he will do shafaat for. So who is this person? He neglected the sunnah of Nabi Akrim He took it lightly. He took it lightly. 
He preferred the fashion culture of the world. He preferred Western appearance, Western lifestyle. He took it lightly. He took reciting salawat Durshif lightly. He took making Muslim du'as lightly. Can you imagine his sadness when he looks back? And then when he realizes that Nabi Kareem Wasallam is not coming for me, and then the angel comes for him to drag him to the fire of Jahannam. Hmm? Allah Akbar Kabira. So we don't want to be that second person. Huh? We don't want to be that second person. We want to be that first one. We went to the Shafat of Nabi Kareem Wasallam. Maybe it's a person who outwardly followed the Sunnah. But he was a shame on the sunnah. He was a stain on the sunnah. Nabi Yaqib might not come into Shabbat for him. Okay, you had this beard and you had this look. But you betrayed that look. What did you do at night when you were alone? What did you do to your wife? You abused her. How did you talk to your employee? What did you do? Are you smoking, lying, cheating, abusing person? Hmm? You think you will get Shabbat of Nabi Yaqib sallallahu alayhi sallam? We have to make Tawbah. We have to make Tawbah from these sins. We have to, the only way we will get this true love for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi sallam is if we make Tawbah. Hmm? How would we feel if he passes us by? So we must be true to the Sunnah. We must honor the Sunnah. We must take the sinful character out. We must take the temper, anger out. We must take the unlawful lust out. We must take the betrayal, disloyalty, infidelity out. We must take the harshness out. Then, when the Sunnah character comes inside, then when the Sunnah character comes inside, then you can hope for the shafat of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Then like I said, then you should take few steps onward and you should say salam to Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. You should say salam to Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And say salam to Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Now that's a whole long other story. What you should say and what you should do and the du'as you should make. Some du'as you should make that place is Yadab. You brought me within few feet of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa you brought me between few feet of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Rabbi, keep me at the same distance with him in Jannah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, you brought me close to him. Make me as close to his sunnah. You brought me close to him. Make me as close to his character. You have to make du'as also. Okay, you may not, they don't let you stand there and make du'a necessarily. When you exit, make this du'a. Turn around and make the du'a. Make the face the Qibla and make the du'a. But you have to make du'as over there. And make, when you're saying salam to Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, also make dua. That Ya Rabb, the same love, the same love that you put in the heart of Siddiq for Nabi Kareem sallallahu put that same love in my heart. The same way that he followed sunnah, make me follower of sunnah. This is called Siddiqi Nisbat in our language of Tasawwuf. Grant me Siddiqi Nisbat. Remember that flow, that attraction that was called Nisbat. So that same attractive power of love that flowed from the heart of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa into the heart of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu, you make it flow into my heart also. Hmm? And you say salam to Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Again, you should make some du'as over there. Hmm? So what's the greatest thing about Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu? He is uniquely that person who is the true companion to the Prophet 
and the truest companion to Siddiq. No arrogance, no envy, no rivalry. Hmm? He didn't get upset that Sayyidina Abu Bakr is number one. Hmm? He served Sayyidina Abu Bakr as Siddiq when he was Khalifa, when he was Amir Mu'mineen. Sayyidina Umar served Amir Mu'mineen, Sayyidina Abu Bakr as Siddiq, as loyally as he served the Sahaba of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As loyally. This is the greatness of Sayyidina Umar. So because of that, he didn't show any distinction. He didn't show any distinction. Allah Ta'ala kept him there also. Ajeeb. This is another legacy for us. Hmm? Because who of us can be a number one? And none of us can be a number two either. But the notion of being not a number one, that's what we are also. Right? Huh? Yes. So to serve loyally. Hmm? To serve lillah, fillah, only for the sake of Allah, only for the sake of deen. Not for any name, not for any fame, not to brag how many numbers or how many days or how many this. Hmm? Allah Akbar. This is the legacy of Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Such a pure, selfless, the selflessness. Hmm? It's not easy. It's not easy. We even see it. It's not easy. Hmm? He was a great person. Make du'as. Ya Rab, the same way you accept to say in Umar ibn Khattab to establish deen on earth. Accept me to establish deen on earth. Give me faruqi nisbat. Hmm? You should feel the moment. You should be moved by where you are. You should be moved by in front of whom you are. This is called going to Medina Manawara. Well, here there are many things. We just want to end with two verses of Quran. And one hadith from the Sahih Bukhari. Verse from Quran, Allah Ta'ala says, An-Nabiyu Awla bil mu'mineena min anfusihim. An-Nabiyu Awla. Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam takes priority. He takes precedence. He's closer. You can also translate. He's closer to the believers than their own selves. He takes priority over the believers and their own wishes. He takes precedence over the believers and their own lives. All of this can be translation. Allah Akbar, He's Ola. Hmm? So it just means there's no question of choice when it comes to Sunnah. The Sunnah takes priority and precedence over everything else. Sunnah comes first. Ola. Sunnah comes first. Hmm? They're from their own selves, their own needs, their own families, their own lives. That's why the Prophet said that none of you have perfected and completed your iman until your Prophet is more beloved to you than your parents and your children and your own selves. Hmm? Now how much do the parents of their children? You must love the Nabiya Kareem وسلم, even more than that. Even more than that. And then in Ashara here, the Arafin of Tasawwuf said, What? Min anfusihim. So you say you're having difficulty with your nafs. You say your nafs is pushing you for lust. You say your nafs is pushing you for anger. So this is the power of Ishq Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You should have loved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so much that the power of that love was more than the power of your nafs. An-Nabi So this is true. Ishq Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saves us from the sins of our nafs. Saves us from the sins of our nafs. Then the second verse that Azam Mawana Hanif Sahib recited also in Witr. Hmm? Because a new topic of bayan, so he recited accordingly tonight. Hmm? Allah Akbar. Hmm? 
that surely indeed has come to you a Prophet ﷺ from your own selves, from amongst your own midst, Azizun alayhi. It weighs heavily upon him. Ma anittum. When you face any difficulty, that's one way. It weighs heavily upon him when you face any difficulty. But it meant hardship, right? Suffering, oppression. But the Sahaba were tortured. Sayyidina Bilalanda was tortured. But it can also mean ma anittum. That when you face the suffering of your own nafs, when you face the suffering of your sin, it weighs heavily on Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Harisun alaykum. He is deeply desirous of you. Haris. He is madly in love with you. Haris. He's crazy about you. Allah Akbar. He loves you. Harisun alaykum. Harisun alaykum. And then, bil mu'mineena roofur raheem. Does Allah mention another attribute? There was rahmatul al-alameen. Now, bil mu'mineen. This is for everyone, not just for sahaba. Bil mu'mineen. And with all the believers, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu is ra'uf. Ra'uf means extremely kind and gentle. Rahim means merciful and overlooking. Hmm? You can say this in your salam. As-salamu alaykum ya Rasulullah ra'uf al-raheem. Hmm? Ya ra'uf, ya raheem. But you must make sure that Allah does ar-ra'uf and ar-raheem. And here there's no alif lam here in Quran. Hmm? But still it's something. Means, what does it mean that when Allah Ta'ala wanted to describe to us in Quran how gentle the Prophet was, Allah Ta'ala could not find, not, Allah Ta'ala chose not to express it with any word other than the word used to express his gentleness, roof. When Allah Ta'ala wanted to express to us how merciful the Prophet is, Allah Ta'ala did not express it with any word other than the word used to express him, Ar-Rahim. He called the Prophet Rahim. So can you imagine when Al-Ra'uf, Allahu Ra'uf, tells us in Quran that Nabi Kareem says Ra'ufun. When Allahu Rahim tells us in Quran that Nabi Kareem says Rahimun. And who, with who is he Ra'ufun and Rahimun? Bil Mu'mineen. Hmm? So can we not be Ra'uf with his Sunnah? Can we not be gentle with the sunnah? Can we not be kind to his sunnah? He is harith with us. Can we not be harith with it for his sunnah? Can we not be deeply desirous for his sunnah? Hmm? And the last thing I told you was one hadith. So this is a hadith from the Sahih of Bukhari. And what happened in this hadith? So once a sahabi was brought to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and what happened? He had been caught drinking. And he had been caught previously. And he had been caught repeatedly. Hmm? So Imam Bukhari included this in his book on the hudud, on the punishments for stipulated offenses. One of which is the stipulated punishment for the offense of drinking. So then Nabi Akram Sassam gave the order again that he should be last, X, I can't remember, X number of times for the drinking. Alright. So then he was last. Now what happened at that moment that one of the other sahaba, because they, they got upset, they were upset because they saw that Nabi Kareem's heart was saddened that yet again this Sahabi has fallen into the sin. It's a very delicate matter, right? Delicate matter. So one of them, out of his love for Nabi Kareem, out of his love for the Prophet, he was upset 
that this person again fell into the sin and again hurt the heart of the Prophet so he said some harsh words. Almost you can say it's almost like he cursed that other Sahabi. Hmm? But cursed, not in foul language, cursing means woe to you, like that. Woe to you, O calamity befall you, you have again hurt Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Like that, in the heat of the passion, he said that to his fellow Sahabi. So when Nabi Karim sallallahu he heard this. Nabi Karim, he heard this. He immediately addressed all the Sahaba Karam and he said to them, La tal anuhu, that don't you, any of you, curse him. Don't any of you curse him. For wallahi, ma alimtu annahu yuhibbullaha wa rasoolahu. For indeed, I, Nabi Akrisam, know that he loves Allah and loves the Prophet What does it mean? What does it mean? It doesn't mean that if you love Allah Ta'ala and the Prophet you can sin. But it means is that if you have this love for Allah Ta'ala and love for Prophet in you, then eventually, necessarily, it will triumph over your sinful self. It will win. The love for Allah Ta'ala and love for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu will win. It will be victorious. So this is why our Mashaikh teaches these things. This is why over and over. So 25th night we talked to you about love for Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. 29th night about love for Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. These are the feelings to get in this month of Ramadan. This is what to ignite in our heart in this month of Ramadan. No matter what type of sinner we might be, but we have this from Sahih Adiz, that Nabi Kareem Sallallahu was hopeful that if a person can get in their heart the love for Allah Ta'ala and love for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that eventually, eventually, ultimately, finally, that love will overwhelm their nafs. That love will overwhelm their sins. But may Allah Ta'ala gift us this on this blessed night. If we want something on Layl together from Allah, if this be that night, we want that love. We want that feeling of love. We want that attraction, that emotion, that passion for Allah Ta'ala's beloved Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And we want a life on that love. And we want the eternity on that love. And may Allah Ta'ala accept this near from us. May accept this dua from us. And Alhamdulillah, Hilabil Alameen. Before we make door, we make short Marakama. Close your eyes, bow your head, reflect on everything that was said and heard. Go deep into your heart, the place that was supposed to have this love, the place that is supposed to feel this love, the place that is supposed to be dominated by this love. So turn that heart to Allah. Turn that heart in the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Ya Rabbi, you said in Quran, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ That if we made zikr of you, you would make zikr of us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make, make near that we remember you in our heart. We ask that you remember us, that fill our heart with love for you. Fill our heart with love for Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Make those loves displace every false love that we have. And we make near that our qalb is making zikr of your name, as if our heart is silently calling Allah. Allah, Allah. La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. Make the Hassam Hanan and Milan of Ahab, Allah, Masadi, and Asilan Muhammad.
ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم انت خير الراحمين يا الله يا رب كريم it is the 29th night the last night of ramadan maybe even the last night of ramadan it have became all these nights were precious to us but you have been worried you have what if 29 days and nights have passed and still we're not forgiven still we're not cleansed Still we're not purified. Ya Rabbi Kareem, save us on this night. Save us from the fire of Jahannam. Allahumma arjunna minan naad. Allahumma arjunna minan naad. Allahumma a'tikna minan naad. Rescue us from the fire of Jahannam. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we learnt on this night about this love, Ya Rabbi. We all want this love. We all want to feel this love gifted to us, Ya Rabbi. Put in our heart that attraction. Put in our heart that feeling. Put in our heart that passion. Let us never forget the sun. sunnah again let us never separate from the sunnah again let us never be distant from the sunnah again ya rabbi kareem grant us each and every single sunnah of nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam make our outward form beautiful through adorning adopting his sunnah make our inward form beautiful by adorning it with his sunnah his grant us his sunnah character his sunnah feelings his sunnah habits his sunnah likes Grant us each and everything that you bestowed upon him, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us his true ummati. Make us a loyal ummati. Make us a loving ummati. Ya Rabbi Kareem, give us tawfiq, Ya Rabbi, to recite durood salawat every day. Ya Rabbi Kareem, give us tawfiq, Ya Rabbi, to go over and over to Medina Manawra. Ya Rabbi Kareem, how fortunate are those who are there at this moment. Ya Rabbi, they are on Ummaid Umrah, and now they are in Medina Manawra. Maybe they are standing at Maybe they're making dua to you. Maybe they're making dua for the ummah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, answer their duas. Grant their duas. Accept their duas. Let us be a share in their dua. And Ya Rabbi Kareem, take us over and over again. But let us honor those moments. Let us value those moments. Let us prepare for those moments. Let us be changed by those moments. Ya Rabbi Kareem, on this night, there are even some here who have gone already to that roda and came back unchanged, Ya Rabbi Kareem. came back the same ya rab ya rab bikrim forgive us for the all sins that we ever did forgive us for the sins that we did before we went to medina ya rab forgive us for the sins that we continue to do even after having gone to medina forgive us for all the sins that we did before looking at your kaaba forgive us for all the lustful glances we casted even after we had seen your kaaba ya rab bikrim when we look at our state we feel that we are without reform without hope without any hope But Ya Rabbi Kareem, you sent your hope to us in Qur'an, لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ That if we were to fast, there would be hope. If we were to fast, there would be hope of taqwa. Ya Rabbi, we fasted, Ya Rabbi. We prayed, Ya Rabbi. We prayed taraweeh, Ya Rabbi. We sat in itikaf, Ya Rabbi. We felt that hope, Ya Rabbi. Now bestow us with taqwa, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Make us muttakeen. Make us salihin. Make us zakirin. Ya Rabbi Kareem, out of your rahmah, out of your karam, out of your fuzzle, Ya Rabbi. Don't leave us alone, Ya Rabbi. Don't leave us empty, Ya Rabbi. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we are scared. The hours are passing by. Still the hearts are empty. 
still the hearts have been changed, yet the beginning soften our heart, soften this hard heart, revive this dead heart, yet a beginning put in our heart a true love for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, a love for all of his Sunnah, love for all of his Sirah, love for all of his Sahaba, love for all of his Ummah. Here Nabi Kareem unite us in this nisbat, unite us in this love, and Ya Rabb connect us to that nisbat of attraction, that nisbat of love, that nisbat of motion that you flowed from the heart of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam into the hearts of Sahaba, and from the hearts of Sahaba to select Tabeen, and then from their hearts to select it by Tabeen Ya Rabbi Kareem connect us to such a chain grant us such a sinsala grant us such a nisbat Ya Rabbi Kareem we don't want to be disconnected we don't want to be disconnected Ya Rabbi Kareem attach us Ya Rabb connect us Ya Rabb to every mercy of yours every flow of mercy every suburb of mercy every opportunity of mercy Ya Rabb you yourself said in Quran then Nabi Kareem Sallallahu was a rahmah for us Ya Rabbi Kareem, shower all of that mercy on our heart. Let us ourselves be merciful with the sunnah, kind with the sunnah, gentle with the sunnah, haris for sunnah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, up till now, forgive us, Ya Rabb. Forgive us for every time we broke the sunnah, every time we left the sunnah, every time we shamed the sunnah, every time we stained the sunnah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, if Nabi Kareem saw someone to see our book of deeds on the day, Ya Rabbi Kareem, he would be amazed. Then look at the face of the person and look at the actions they did. Save us from such a future. Save us from such an outcome. Forgive us, Ya Rabb. Change us, Ya Rabb. Reform us, Ya Rabb. You are the Muzakki Hakiki. You are the Muzakki Hakiki. Yuzakki Man Yasha. You purify whomsoever you will. Ya Rabb, Kareem, on this night, maybe Laylatul Qadr, we ask, Ya Rabb, that you purify us, Ya Rabb. Purify our hearts. Purify our thoughts. Purify our gaze. Purify our life. Purify our character. Allahumma inna kafuun tahibu la fafafu anna ya Allah. Waqfir lana ya Allah. Warhamna ya Allah. Watubu alayna ya Allah. Wa adkhilna jannata ya Allah. Wa ajirna minan nar ya Allah. Wa atikna minan nar ya Allah. Wa alhikna bis salihin ya Allah. Wa alhikna bis siddiqeen ya Allah. Bikreen, have mercy on us. Connect us, Ya Rabb. Guide us, Ya Rabb. Help us, Ya Rabb. Ya Rabbi Kareem, the Quran, recitation of Quran was finished this night in Taraweeh. Accept that recitation. Accept the Imams who recited. Accept the ones who listened. Accept those who were present. Accept those who made the arrangement. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make the recitation of Quran a salvation for us, a mercy for us, a barakah for us, a blessing for us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, let us continue reciting and keep completing and keep starting Quran over and over again in our life. Ya Rabbi Kareem, put the complete effect in our heart, the complete feelings in our heart, the complete taqwa in our heart, the complete sunnah in our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you accept all the du'as of all those who are present and listening. Ya Rabbi, all of the du'as of all of those who are fasting. Ya Rabbi Kareem, in this world right now, there are Muslims who are in prison, and unjustly in prison, and they're fasting, Ya Rabbi, making du'a to you. Accept their du'as, Ya Rabbi Kareem. They're mujahideen, Ya Rabbi. They're fasting for you, except their du'as, Ya Rabbi Kareem, their du'as on the path of Tablik, they're fasting, making du'a to you, except their du'as, Ya Rabbi Kareem, they're those doing other forms of da'wah, they're fasting, they're making du'a to you, except it, Ya Rabbi Kareem, there's the homeless woman, she is also fasting, raising her hands, 
making dua, accept it, Yad al-Bikrim. Or there are even children who are fasting in this month, they also make dua, accept it, Yad al-Bikrim. Accept the duas of all of the fasting believers, all of the believers in this month, make their duas a source for the ummah, a strength for the ummah, a means of hidayah for the ummah, a means of forgiveness for the ummah, Yad al-Bikrim. Accept all the masajid where all the muttaqifin are sitting, accept all of their itikaf, accept all of their sitting, accept all of their longing for you, yearning for you, pining for you, make it a means of our hidayah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, make it a means of our maqfirah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Rabbi, maybe we'll go back tomorrow, our wives will be waiting, they were wanting to see, is there some nur in them, is there some change in them, is there some taqwa in them, the children will be waiting, the friends will be waiting, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we didn't do it for them, we're doing it for you, but don't let us be ashamed on the deen. Don't turn us back into our sin. Ya Rabbi Kareem, honor our sitting. Accept our sitting. Accept our coming. Accept our praying. Change us, Ya Rabbi. Fix us, Ya Rabbi. Ya Rabbi Kareem, in the nisbat of our Shaykh, who sent us to this masjid, Ya Rabbi Kareem, in his husnizan, he'll accept his duas for these people. Accept his wish for the people. Accept the desire of all the awliya, and for all the ummah. Ya Rabbi, these waliullah, they're your friends, Ya Rabbi. They want to connect others to you. They want to join others to you. They want to befriend others to you. Accept their needs for us, Ya Rabbi. Accept their wishes for us, Ya Rabbi. They spend so much day and night tireless serving you. Accept their efforts, Ya Rabbi. Ya Rabbi Kareem, keep us always under the tender shade and the tender gaze of our Mashaikh, under the tender gaze of the ulama. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Rabbana takambal minna innaka anta al alim وَتُوبُوا إِلَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَّابُ الرَّحِيمُ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَلَى حَبِيبِهِ سَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ